Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rescuing Churches, the podcast all about pastoral life and church revitalization. My name is Josh, and I'm here with my dad, Stan, as always. As always. As always. Dad, I have to ask you, as a pastor, how is 2021 treating you so far? Are you so glad that 2020 is over? <laughs> I mean, this year is just so much better already, isn't I'm it? I'm one of those odd people that doesn't think the end of the year changes anything. It's just another work week I mean, for me. It, it just got so much better so fast. <laughs> so fast. Wow. Just yeah. instantly. Instantly better because the number at the end of the year changed. So, no, no, it's all. Not at all. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah. We're having a great time. We so, are having a great time. Ministry at 614, the church ministry at Northside. God's doing a lot of cool things. It really is. For a lot of pastors out there, I'm guessing that all, I mean, for, for really for anybody in ministry at, at any level, your life was probably pretty crazy way before COVID-19 was even, you know, thought of way before it was even a household term way before words like pandemic and social distancing and stuff like that was even a part of everyday conversation. Um, so whether you're the lead pastor of a mega church or whether you're shepherding a really small flock just in a small town, you were really probably low on energy and working overtime, right? Oh, yeah. 2020 had its challenges. Some of them you list in your writing here, exhausting challenges because you had not only did you have to continue with your regular work at the church and all the things you do to check on people, you had to actually figure out how to do everything digitally and you had to figure out how to virtually meet with people and run your staff virtual and all that. Yeah. And if, if you're at a, if you're at a really tiny church, especially if you're at a small church where you didn't have the staff for that, yeah, that, that was crazy for you. You became the staff. For exactly. That. Yeah, so. You're, you're, you're the pastor and now you're wearing all those other hats. And I'm trying to figure out which way to face my phone to do Facebook live and what button to press. And why does it time out or why does it cut me off? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shouldn't be playing that song in the background, <laughs> i.e. this morning at our church. <laughs> so, yep, yeah. still happens. Well, and really, in addition to all of your pastoral duties, you know, board meetings and sermon prep and all the stuff that you had going on. Incredible all, long list there. All throughout the week, you had to start wearing other hats for communications duties. And this is something that we've talked about a lot before previous episodes I've written about before on the blog. A lot of pastors were having to wear multiple hats and trying to get into that digital sphere was a very complex thing. It was a really stressful th thing for them. Yes. yes. Um, because 
that level of engagement and that level of trying to get people to interact online was not something they ever were trained for in Bible college or seminary. It's not something they no. ever imagined they would have to do exactly. or ask people in their church to do. Exactly. Um, and so a, as a communications guy for a small church, I can tell you firsthand just from working with a lot of pastors, this thing has been very, very stressful for, for a lot of ministers. Um, we've been on the receiving end. Our ministry has, of a lot of emails and social media messages where the subject line has been help or please help. Right. right. I don't understand how this works. What am I doing? Yes, now? I, yeah. I have no idea. Can you, can you please exactly. help me do this, design this, figure out how to post that. So, and you've been in pastoral ministry for over 40 years with the last 20 plus at a smaller local church and nowhere in your Bible college days did they ever train you for anything like a global pandemic that was going to shut down the way that we did church. Yeah, we did, in church history, we didn't even study what that looked like. Right. So, <laughs> I'm sure it happened in the past. According to some of the research, we've had other pandemics. But oh, sure. We didn't study that, especially how it impacts the church and what happens. And, you know, even the like you were talking about, even the the medical needs to wipe things down yep. to prepare for this and prepare for that, and what disinfectants to use on this and all that. None of that was, you know, it was all learning curve. Yeah, having all to take high learning curve, having to take everything into the digital world. None of that was was in that level of training. Um, being prepared for massive attendance drops in the wake of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And watching people who were previously loyal to your church suddenly have panic and freak out over this and over that and deciding not to attend altogether. It sounds easy when you say it, elders meetings online, but what if your elders don't have an online? What if they don't know how to do online? What if they don't have a clue what Zoom is? Yeah, they've never even heard of it. Then you got to go over to their house and train them in it so you can do it. Exactly. Yep. And in addition to... Lots of challenges. In addition to all of that, you were... Caught up in having to research all of the details behind COVID and what it was and trying to make sure you were keeping your people safe and, you know. Checking in with the mayors, yep. new new regulations every month. Yeah, at the beginning week. Of, of all of it, you had all that going on. So, I mean, I just say, I think I, think I speak for a lot of people. I'm exhausted just <laughs> thinking back on all of it. Right, I, right. I don't even want to think about it anymore. So, right. and, and then after, after we kind of got through a lot of the COVID stuff, it was like, hey, Christmas is here. And if you work in the ministry world, especially if if you're at in any level of pastoral ministry or any level of church communications ministry, and our silent partner, Michael, will testify to this too, Christmas is a really hectic time in the busy. ministry world. Busy, Very busy, time. yeah. Um, because you're, you're planning your Christmas sermon series. If you're in church comms, you're trying to get all of the graphics just right. You're, 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 you're really aiming for an influx of visitors, hopefully, because yeah, people supposedly are supposedly be, ramping your music program up. Yep. You got all kinds of stuff you're trying to do. Yeah. You're going to, you're hoping to see more people come in than usual. Some, some people here in our town did live nativities and mm-hmm. all that you stuff. Got, you got children's groups trying to sing and all that with the COVID restrictions. So now you can't. You know, you got to have them all at a distance or put them behind a screen or something. And mm-hmm. it's all very different, very complex, very complex and and very exhausting. And so I, I just this whole year really has just worn a lot of ministers out, a lot of pastors, a lot of people in the ministry. And it, it can be really easy to want to just be done with it for a while and go on a permanent vacation or a very long vacation. <laughs> right. 
Um, and those, those are good. Retreats are good and vacations are good. And, you know, I think that, um, a reboot, really a mental, emotional, physical, spiritual reboot is what a lot of us really need. If we're going to try to transition into 2021 and move out of a lot of the stress and the chaos that we've been dealing with in 2020, we're going to have to be able to, to reboot ourselves. Um, not, not only our churches in some cases, but ourselves as ministers. So I think you need more than just a break. You actually need a full reboot to start the new year fresh with a lot of energy, reassess what you're calling. It's a really really good time for church pastors and ministers and staffs and teams to just assess a bunch of stuff and then make some adjustments, make some changes. Absolutely. You know, some of them tear the Band-Aid off fast changes. Some of them, you know, will begin a process of changing. But it's a good time to to sit back and do, as you suggest here in your writing, to – to just quietly look at everything and go, all right, here's some, here's some things we need to have. And here's some values that go along with that. Some, some yep. really good suggestions. Your first suggestion is really good. And you say you learned it in journalism school. Um, I learned it in homiletics, which is a class to teach you how to preach. <laughs> and it's That's K- awesome. K-I-S-S. K-I- the K-I-S-S rule. Yep. Keep it simple, stupid. Yep. Stupid being yourself. Right. Exactly. <laughs> not, not the people you're talking to. Exactly. Yeah. So I really think this is one of the many, many messages that God wanted the church to hear out of the whole COVID situation. Mm. You know, um, it, simple really does work and it can be effective. You don't have to have a really complex ministry or really complex things uh, to, in order to be impressive or to be effective. So you don't have to try to be and do everything. Instead, you can take the energy that your ministry does have and the resources you have and kind of zero them in on developing and doing just a few things with excellence. So, yeah, and, you know, I talked to a pastor, uh, a couple of different pastors a, a few months ago. We had a meeting with several, and they were telling me that they didn't realize how hectic they had made their own Sunday morning schedules. Mm. Um, until COVID hit and they, all they had to do was just get in front of the mic and preach for a little while yep. and then go home and then go home. Yeah. And they're like, man, we, we were going crazy on Sunday morning, trying to pull off a dozen things that probably weren't necessary. They were doing little breakfasts with groups and they were doing all kinds of, uh, you know, activities and stuff that, that weren't necessary. Right. And then they were staying really late after church and doing some, some some things that just didn't need to be done. Right. And he was like, this is a lot simpler. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I think. And co- some of that they'll reboot. Yeah, but, right. But they a will. lot of they it will. they're saying. Yeah. Probably don't need to be doing all that. COVID really, I mean, I think it showed a lot of churches the things that weren't working. Right. It showed a lot of churches the things right. that they thought were working or would eventually work. And COVID showed them this, this particular ministry or this particular element of your, of your, your church or ministry is not necessary. Yeah, and I want to say within the first couple of weeks of it, we put out a podcast that was a, you know, if you take some things offline that were already flat and, yep. and ineffective, this would be a good time to keep them offline. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. let's just eliminate that. So, yeah, I, I think too many churches really in the big and small churches have been spending way too much time and energy and money and resources trying to do and have and be everything to everybody. And and God was really just calling us to be 
you know, the light on our little corner of the city. And it's good to keep the bigger picture in mind. You know, you should always be missions minded. And you've mentioned that yourself in plenty of previous episodes and in your sermons. So we shouldn't, the, the whole point though, really is that we shouldn't overburden ourselves with so much ministry stuff that we end up becoming idea factories. Yeah. And it's like over, you can over program yourself <laughs> exactly. to, to where you're, you're wearing your team out week after week and, and there's no refreshing in there. There's no way to help them yep. because you've worn yourself out. So p- part of it for me is to now look back and say, but at the same time, let me, let me flip the coin over and say, the vision you should have for your church should be bigger than y- yourself, bigger than you can accomplish. You know, so if my vision is just to have a good Sunday where I get to preach and teach the word. Right. I can do that. Yep. You know, with the Lord's help, of course, I can do that. Um, so my vision is to, you know, part of the vision is to reach a community that's nearby us. That's going to require motivating our people to get active in that, to make connections in the community, all kinds of elements that I can't control and can't do without God's help. So the vision has to be bigger than us yep. and harder than we would imagine. It's really almost an impossible mission. You know, as feeding, Jesus says to Peter, uh, to Philip, where can we buy bread to feed these 15,000 people? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, that's an impossible problem. Exactly. Well, that's why I'm asking you. Exactly. <laughs> right. So he wants <laughs> you to know he, faith. yeah, he's the helper <laughs> that's going to make that happen. On the flip side of that, we need to keep what we're doing simple and look at our resources and say, this is what we're capable of. This is what we can do. And and don't keep adding stuff till, till everything you're doing is you know effective. You know, once you got everything going pretty effective, now you can say, hey, if we, we were thinking about adding another ministry to this or having a, a sports ministry or whatever, well, let's not add that until we're sure. You know, everybody's okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I think you know, COVID again. One of the good things, you know, that and and I, I like starting sentences with one of the good things that came out of COVID. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> right, not, right. Not not a lot of people are thinking back on 2020 in that way, right? Right. I will say one of the good things that came out of COVID really was it forced a lot of churches to strip down to the nuts and bolts, take step back, take sure. a look at the things that are necessary and unnecessary and declutter their ministry right. and focus on, and our, and we've seen this happen at our church here in Mobile, focus on the relationships of the local community, um, right. which, ha- which has been a great, a great thing. So I would definitely say to close out that point, um, that, that, that's something you, you should really zero in on is, is your local community. Mm-hmm. And real simple, your next suggestion is just to invest in a good planner or calendar of some kind. It's basically saying you should. This is the OCD guy. Yeah, coming out basically, saying, <laughs> basically, as I read this, what it's saying is you should write down what your yearly activities and plans are. Right. <laughs> so That's everybody right. can see them on a piece of paper. <laughs> That's right. Let's write it down so we can all see it. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm the techie in the room again, along with Michael. So I'm, I'm the digital guy. But, you know, for me, every, everything is running through digital. So I've got my calendar apps I really like. I really like, you know, you and I work in Evernote a lot. We bounce mm-hmm. projects and ideas back I and love forth. love Evernote. Evernote all the time. So I highly recommend that to any of you guys that are out there. It's all. It's actually my sermon go-to now. I don't, I don't do anything right. but Evernote for sermons. Right. And, and it is, uh, you know, if you're not familiar with Evernote, it is, it'll run across any of the Mac operating systems, Windows, PC, um, you know, Android, iPhone, all that good stuff. So. Um, there, there's plenty of other really good stuff out there. Um, if you're on the Mac, there's a really good daily planner app that I like called the Opus One. And the reason I kind of like it is because visually it 
looks like a physical day planner with like pages that flip and tabs and it actually looks like you have a planner sitting mm-hmm. on your desktop and so the old, looks like the old day timer looks like the old day timer <laughs> that you used to use yes. way back in the day. Yes. Uh, so what, whatever you miss those, whatever you actually pick, be sure to actually use it. Just picking something for the sake of picking it is not going to help. Right. You. So use your calendar to schedule out your week, your month, your year. You do this with your sermon prep. You do it with your meetings, with all, all that stuff. I do the same. So everything that you have within your ministry world, you're going to need to see what's coming ahead. Find a planner maybe that has like a task list option in it so you can check off the things that you've accomplished or projects that you still need to get done, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that that's something that will really kind of keep you organized. Um, you know, just, just a good little tip there. And then you suggest also that uh, number three is you should try to be more active in 2021. And you don't mean church activities. No, yes, <laughs> I'm not talking about church activities. Yes. Yeah, we can talking, save that for another episode. Talking about getting off the couch, getting off the couch, getting, right. out, of, getting out of the chair, which actually get out of your office chair, right? Which actually, during the pandemic and the quarantine, you were doing and are still doing a lot of. I so was has yes. I mean, you'll go out to your little exercise bike oh, yeah. machine yeah. out there in the yeah. shed all the time. Got a little elliptical so, machine and a bike. Yeah, a little elliptical machine. I mean, is that helping you out? Is that helping you? Oh, it, it helps me concentrate. I can. Yeah, I can. You know, put something on some podcast I want to listen to, or some sermon I want to listen to, or just music I'm trying to catch up on and go yeah. for an hour. Yeah, and and I think you know because of the nature of the quarantine that we all are looking back on and praying, please, God, let's not have another one of those. <laughs> I think because of the quarantine forced a lot of us to stay indoors for so long, you know, we, you know, for a lot of us, you know, yeah, we might have still gone for walks or bike rides around the neighborhood or, or, or things like that. But research has shown 2020 was one of the most inactive years on record for a lot of Americans. Mm-hmm. A lot of Americans did not engage in any form of physical exercise. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, who would have thought? <laughs> so as a pastor, I would say, especially you need time to yourself, just you and God, where you can be alone, active, totally interrupted with no email, no meetings, no cell phones, right. things like that. But the physical workout to, to, yes. to, to engage in a walking program, yep. a biking yep. program, uh, if you have a, a, a machine or you have a gym, a local gym, you can do, you know, low price gym. Yeah. You or if you just like in. playing tennis or yeah, golf, tennis, or golf, whatever, walking whatever it in is. The, hiking in the woods, whatever. Yeah. The physical, <laughs> oh, I love that. Whatever it is yeah, for you. The, the physical uh, activity itself is healthy for you mentally. Yeah. It'll, and pastors it'll need to find a way to get some of that mental energy and stress out exactly through their activity. So highly recommend you do that and stay, stay active. If you are active, be more active in 2021 for sure. Don't just get sedimentary. That's not healthy. Yeah. When, when you're, it's not spiritually healthy. It's, so. Yeah. It's not spiritually healthy. And when you're engaging in, in higher levels of mental, um, you know, when you're studying, when you're, when you're looking, um, you know, preparing for your sermons and all that kind of stuff, doing it, before, during it and or after physical stimuli can be mm-hmm. a really good thing. Mm-hmm. And then number four, you said you should adopt a church planter attitude. 2021. Yeah. So <laughs> call me crazy, but I think a lot of churches, the big and the small ones, have undergone a total change during COVID 
in the form of what I call exoduses and re-entries. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before. We've mm-hmm. experienced this ourselves. A lot of churches either became new churches, and by that I don't mean denominationally or theologically, mm-hmm. uh, but in terms of the people that were attending there, or they kind of became blends, mm-hmm. um, where it was a blend of the pre-COVID attendees and then the new attendees, which can present a whole new set of issues for you as a pastor. Yeah, one of the things we've collected up with the, the churches we stay close to is during the pandemic, when people were told they couldn't go to church, people that weren't going to church or weren't regularly going to church started going to a church. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, which was you had crazy. Church, you had churches <laughs> collecting up new members yep. uh, or new new guests, and and you had the the traditional members staying home. Yep. So it created that weird. We we experienced it dramatically. A very some, very some churches not nearly point. as dramatically as us, but you had that weird deal where when your regular members finally decided it was safe to come back. Yeah, several months later. Yeah, there's people there they don't know. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, who are these strangers? Yeah, like, no, you're the stranger who today. Is everybody. <laughs> yeah, you're the strange one because they've been here for a month now. Right. So yeah, a lot of churches uh, just that's, there's just a good blend that happens in that, and it's a yep. good chance for you as a pastor to. To say, hey, we're working with what we have, and exactly, and we're gonna we're gonna build off of this resource of people that we now have, which requires for us as pastors maybe to rethink some of the things. Exactly, you know, we've exactly. we've done that at our church here, and a couple of churches that we're counseling are doing exactly the same thing. Let's let's think through what we actually have now versus what we were planning off the old way of doing things pre-COVID. Let's let's take what's happened now and what we have, and let's move forward from that. So. Yeah, you, you have you're, a, a you're, really big opportunity to, and, I, and I've seen you do it at Northside where we serve, you have a really big opportunity to reevaluate things and, and to look at the church in a, in a fresh new light mm-hmm. um, with the people that are attending, the people that um, are coming back and, and all of that. So, um, you know, you may be in a situation where it's a little bit different than ours. Obviously, you know, your pre-COVID church may be totally different than your current church or your post-COVID church. You might be in a situation where you're still waiting on people to come back that you're not sure about. Right. Um, your church may have filled up with a lot of people that you've never seen before or that you haven't seen in years. So, um, yeah. And our nation's just going through another surge of this. Yes. COVID and maybe a new strain of it or whatever. Right. So there's going to be even some adaptation, all that. And, and there, there you know, be. we, we got conversations going this oh, week. Yeah. I had conversations this week with some church families. They're saying, you know, not only are we not coming back this year, right? <laughs> we may wait another two or three months. And one of the, fa- some, one of the families that has been coming regularly has decided with the surge, they need to step out now. So mm. you're looking at that going, wow, they were, they were, effectively a functioning family in ministry right. that are taking a step back because of the new surge. So, right. you know, they just got an anxiety about that. So, so at the same time, you're, it's fluid. You're having to work through personnel and resources and, and Very teams fluid. and people and Very just see what you have. Situation. So definitely. Yeah. And then number five, you should, you say, lastly, we should keep our expectations realistic. Absolutely. Uh, the quarantine, I mean, just, and we all, we all know this, the quarantine happened overnight. So conversely, the reopening is going to be way more gradual and it's going to be a lot slower throughout the nation. There isn't going to be some sort of like grand reopening day, obviously, where everything just magically goes back to right. the way that it was. We, we joke about that 
at the beginning. It of the felt like that at first, like, hey, a couple of weeks from now, we'll just go right back. <laughs> Everything will be fine. But yeah. a couple of months from now, we'll just go right back. It's really not going to happen. A couple way, of years guys. from so, now. Yeah. yeah, let's just be realistic. Right. It will be different in different parts of the country. That's one thing to really keep in mind. And and one thing to to just really think of, restrictions will still be around. Social distancing, masks, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's still going to be a thing. There might be some forms of community outreach that you can do, but then in other places or other parts of the country or other parts of your city, even there may be some places where you can't do forms of community outreach that you used to be able to do. Correct. So you're going to, you're going to have to adapt to that. That's, that's the word I keep wanting, you know, everybody to hear. That's the word that I'm going to be putting in a lot of my blog posts. A lot of people are still going to be hesitant about returning to crowded spaces and, this will obviously especially be true for elderly people or people with pre-existing medical conditions. Right. We have some of that in our church. So you should plan now for your church's return to be slow and gradual. And then if it does end up happening faster than you anticipated, you'll just be pleasantly surprised by that. <laughs> right. And, and you may want to figure out how, for example, at our church, we have the majority of our current attendees have no concern about all this. That right. Even if they have COVID or have had it, um, they're not worried about it. They're not worried about its, you know, terminal effects. They're right. just saying, hey, let's just keep move on. Let's keep chugging along. But then there are people who are anxious about it yep. uh, that, that could attend. So you may want to think about in your sanctuary, in your, in your meeting areas, uh, having a section that is distanced from right. – Everyone, but doesn't feel like you're being ice, like you're being punished, punished. to put in a corner. Exactly. Right. So, but you should think through that. This is where you know, we put if, people who are in timeout. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you don't like us, sit over here. So, so I think as a pastor, you have to kind of think through that and yep. say, hey, this, this is an area that, that's for, you know, for you, if you're not comfortable being in our group, that's going to, a lot of these people are going to sit close together and they're, they're yep. comfortable with that. We've been doing it for weeks. But if you're not okay with that, Sitting over here doesn't we don't we're not gonna assume that you just don't like us. Exactly. This just exactly. means you're you're creating a safety thing for yourself. And we're good with that. Yeah. So and, and what you can, you're you can you can mark those off and label them and all oh, that yeah, is necessary. Yeah, for sure. And what you're probably hearing in a lot of this and a lot of what we're saying is that in a lot of areas of ministry with all of this, normal really has been what we think of as normal and what was quote unquote normal has been redefined by the pandemic. So the ways in which you minister or do outreach or engage with the community, a lot of those things have changed. Now, whether whether they're all permanent, whether they're temporary, that remains to be seen. Yeah. So, but and the I, mission the mission is still the same either way. Yeah, and a I lot think, of the I think as we as we sign off on this, get with your leadership, get with your key players that really help serve your church and love your church and are committed to it and concerned about it. Talk to them about comfort zones and and the th- all these things we just talked about it'd be really good to bring up in a in a, a meeting to say what do we want to do about this how do we want to handle this what's our calendar look like um how, you know how do we want to handle people that come that want to social distance all that just just have a plan in action um and and know that 2021 is going to have some fl- you know, fluid moments in it where you're going to have exactly. to readjust sometime on the fly. Exactly. Uh, and sometimes after a couple of weeks of meeting, going, let's rethink how we're doing that. Exactly. Same with your outreach. Exactly. You've been listening to Rescuing Churches, a discussion for the local church and its leaders. This show is brought to you by 614 Ministries. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 614 Rebuild and visit us online at 614ministries.org. Also, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. Thanks for listening.